Hi, everyone. I'm Richard Roberts, and welcome to the Expect a Miracle podcast. Recently, I did a pastor's conference by Zoom in Pakistan. For three days, we had nearly 15,000 pastors. And of course, they wanted me particularly to teach on healing, the Holy Spirit, and seed faith. Now, that is a word that came through prophecy through my father, Earl Roberts, before he went home to be with the Lord. He had said to me, son, when you get into your mid to late 60s, <laughs> which was a few years ago, uh, your crusade days will come to an end and you will begin to teach ministers around the world about healing the Holy Spirit and seed faith. And it has happened exactly that way. It began happening maybe six or eight years ago. <laughs> it's getting stronger and stronger. And so I taught those 15,000 pastors on healing. Then we had a session on the Holy Spirit, praying in tongues and interpreting. And then we had a session on seed faith. One of the most interesting testimonies that came as a result was from a Presbyterian pastor who came to the conference and he later said to us, I don't even know why I came. He said, I have preached against praying in tongues all of my ministry, but I felt led of the Lord to come to this conference. Now I was here in Tulsa and there was an interpreter on the platform there in Islamabad in Pakistan. And of course there are thousands of pastors and he was one of them. So, um, uh, it, it was a live event and it was just exactly like I was standing on the platform because there were cameras everywhere. They could see me. I could see all of them and I could see my interpreter. It was just like actually being there. Uh, thank God. You know, the one good thing, if there's anything good that came out of COVID, it's the fact that we Christians have begun to learn how to use technology. So anyway, he said, I, he was listening to me teach on praying in tongues and interpreting like the apostle Paul teaches in first Corinthians 14, which I want to talk about today. And he said, right in the middle of your message, I began speaking in tongues. It, he said, it freaked me out. <laughs> he said, I preached against this all of my life. Now here I am, I'm praying in tongues. He said, I went home. I went into my, my prayer room in my home and started praying in tongues again. And my wife came in, wanted to know what I was doing. And she was baptized in the Holy Spirit. She began praying in tongues. He said, my children came in and they were all baptized in the Holy Spirit, began praying in tongues. He said, so I went to church, to my church on the Sunday, and he said, I gave the testimony to my congregation. Half of my church began praying in tongues. And he said, the next day, two of my elders came to my house and said, we're going to turn you into the district headquarters because you're preaching heresy. Well, he didn't know what to do. So he began praying in tongues and through interpreting, the Lord said to him, don't worry, I'll take care of your two elders. The next day, the elders came back and said, we're so sorry. We apologize. We want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit too. Both of them began praying in tongues. <laughs> well, I'm having the most amazing testimonies of helping people to understand the Holy Spirit who is in them. And then just the other day, I, I was doing a conference in Saudi Arabia by Zoom uh, and uh, teaching on the Holy Spirit. And then I got an invitation uh, a week or two ago to come this summer up to St. Louis to a great church church that I've been in a number of times, great pastor and his wife. And they, they said, particularly, we want you to come and teach our congregation on praying in the spirit and praying with the understanding also. You don't hear this very much. 
And I thought I would share some, and my friend Nick Hand is with me on the program today. Nick, uh, God bless you, and thanks for being with me today. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, Nick, you got any particular questions, or should I just start off? What do you want to do? Of course, I have a ton of questions. But, <laughs> I know you. <laughs> but you I can, can see you. I can see you writing things over there. <laughs> what else is new, right? You can start off, though, and then we're, I can We're in, in my kitchen today, <laughs> and uh, I, we're sitting across the center island, and I can see all these notes <laughs> that he's got over there. I got my Bible here. I got no notes, okay? <laughs> I call it free Wheeling, Nick. Uh-huh. Okay. So, so how how you want me to start? You can go. You want to go for it. You want me to start with questions? Well, doesn't matter. What, okay. Let, let me start with questions because uh, undoubtedly we probably have some listeners that may be thinking, "What in the world are you talking about?" When you talk about tongues, what what is tongues? Um, it is your supernatural prayer connection to God. Mm. It is an ability that only Christians have. When you got saved, Nick, when I got saved, and you who are listening today, when you got saved, when you gave your heart to Christ, the Bible tells us in the book of Romans that the Holy Spirit came in, took up residence inside of you, all right? He came in and he bore witness with you that you are a child of God. So when you got saved, the Holy Spirit came in you and you have the Holy Spirit. You don't have to go get him. You've got him. When you got saved, the Holy Spirit came in and bore witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. All right. If he is in you, it begs the question, what is he doing? Mm -hmm. Because he's not an it. He's not a thing. He is a person. He is what we call the third person of the Godhead bodily. We don't serve three gods. We serve one God, but he manifests himself in three different forms. He manifests himself first as a father, God, the father. Then he manifests himself as God, the son, Jesus Christ. And he manifests himself as the Holy Spirit or the divine paraclete. Now that's Greek for the one called along to be with us and also to be in us. So the Holy Spirit took up residence in your heart and in my heart and in your heart as a listener, the moment you gave your heart to Christ. Well, if he's in you, which he is, what is he doing? Romans eight tells us what he's doing. He's interceding. Mm. And what is intercession? Intercession's prayer. He is praying seven days a week, 24 hours a day, in a direct, straight line prayer to God. He knows the mind and will of the Father, and he knows what's deep inside of you. And he takes that which is down in the depths of you for which you don't even have the ability to verbalize. And he takes that up to God in intercession. And you and I, by an act of our will, can tap in or join in to his Holy Spirit prayer. And we can pray out loud in another language that we never learned. Hmm. It's something that I've been doing since I was uh, very young. I do it every day of my life, not because I'm better than anybody else, but because I need help. I need to know what to pray for. So I begin to pray in tongues and then I stop and I pray in my own language and I begin to get understanding and ideas. It is a Christian's secret weapon. The world can't do it. Only people who are born again can do it. So if, if you are a born again believer and you don't speak in tongues yet, is the Holy Spirit still in you? Absolutely. You can't get saved without the Holy Spirit coming in you. Okay, so if you're trying to access that and tap into the Holy Spirit, which is interceding, h- how do you do it? You know, if, how, do you, how do you speak in tongues, I guess, would probably be a general question for somebody hearing this for the first time and thinking, well, how do I even do that? I would be willing to bet. I'm not a betting man, but I would be willing to bet you 
And let's talk about you for a minute. Mm-hmm. How, how old were you when you got saved? Um, I was probably seven or eight years old. Okay. Do you remember it? Uh-huh. Remember yeah, I remember it. Uh-huh. Do you remember that when you said those words and you gave your heart to Christ and you were sincere about it, mm-hmm. do you remember as if you were feeling something bubbling up on the inside? On of the you? inside, yep. Mm-hmm. I certainly remember. I was 19 years old. I, I remember what that, that feeling that I had, that it was like something bubbling up mm-hmm. from inside me. That's the Holy Spirit. Mm. All I had to do at that point was open my mouth and begin to enter into the prayer that the Holy Spirit was praying. The first couple of syllables made no sense to me. Because it, sound, it can sound like gibberish sometimes, right? Okay. When you first start? Yes, but look, look, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 2 says, For he who speaks in an unknown tongue is not praying to men, hmm. but praying to God. For no one understands him, and including you. You don't understand what you're saying. The first couple of, the first couple of times I began to pray in tongues, I got a couple of syllables. But the more I did it, the more I was able to do it. The more I yielded, opened my mouth, and, and allowed that to begin to come up in me, I was able to, to form a language that I'd never learned before. I didn't go to school to learn how to pray in tongues. Mm. It's, it's a natural thing with God. It's so natural, it's supernatural. It's so supernatural, it's natural. Yeah. And I learned how to tap into that prayer. And people all around the world are doing it every day. Yeah. Not because they're better than anybody else, but because they need help. Yeah. Paul said, we don't know what to pray for as we ought. How many times have you faced a situation when you tried to pray and you felt like you hit a brick wall? It's happened to me so many times, but that's when I break into tongues and I begin to pray in the spirit. And also, let me, let me tell you the practical, the practical reason. Because when I stop and pray in tongues, first of all, the devil doesn't know what I'm saying. Second of all, when I stop and pray in English, suddenly my mind is flooded with ideas and insights and information so that suddenly I know what to do. I know where to go. I know what to do when I get there. It is the most practical application of prayer that I've ever learned in my life. It is a Christian's secret weapon. You know, for me, I was—I remember I was probably 11 or 12 years old. I was driving in the car with my dad and he got this, uh, he's a pastor in California. He got this burden to pray. And so he said, I got to stop and pray. And I remember being just a little kid, he pulled over on the side of the road. And so, you know, kind of just following dad, I got out of the car, uh, you know, starting to just pray with him. I wasn't you know, I wasn't speaking in tongues at the time, but all of a sudden I, I did start speaking in tongues as I've gotten older. It's been one of those things that like when you stop and cause I'm analytical and I know you tell me as well as you tell people all the time, <laughs> quit being so analytical. Cause I know that your, your mind, your human mind can get sure. in the way of, of a lot of things, out. of a lot of things. And I, I often sit back and wonder because praying in tongues, even devotionally for me, has been such a, a huge tool in my, in my just overall life. And you see so many people in this day and age skeptical. Um, they have a hard time, even if they are considering it, how would I even type into that or tap into that? Because I think that their minds fight them. Does it take, is it, is it just like anything else that requires faith? Does it require a, a trust Absolutely. to trust that what I'm saying isn't stupid? It isn't it, just gibberish. It isn't just random. It There's requires, power. it requires believing the word of God. Now let me give an example in first Corinthians 14, the apostle Paul says this, if I pray in an unknown tongue, mm. my spirit is praying, but my understanding is unfruitful or, or in other words, what you said a moment ago, I don't understand what I'm saying. And that's where people yeah. get hung up. Yeah. So what's that? What's that mumbo jumbo? What's that gibberish? No, 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 it's not gibberish. It may sound like gibberish to you. Yeah. But that is your spirit man praying and that's you tapping into the Holy Spirit. So what does Paul say? He says, therefore, let him who speaks in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. 
And then in verse 15 of 1 Corinthians 14, he says, what is it then? Or in other words, what will I do? I will pray with the spirit and I will pray with the understanding also. Now this amplifies what I was saying a moment ago. When I pray in the spirit, Paul is saying, and I don't know what I'm saying. I feel edified. I feel better, but I, I have no understanding. Then I stop and I pray in my own language. And when I pray in my own language, suddenly I get ideas and insights and new concepts and new and innovative ways of doing things like never before. Suddenly I know what to do. It is the most valuable thing in my prayer life. Hmm. It's not some crazy theory. It's the word of God. And this, this church, uh, a longtime friend, if I call the name, many of you would probably know the name of that a person, but... Uh, uh, they particularly asked me to come and teach on praying in tongues and interpreting. He said, my congregation has got to have this. Yeah. And that's what these pastors are saying around the world. In Saudi Arabia, in Pakistan, I recently did one in, in India. I did one in, uh, in Nicaragua uh, not long ago, and I'm doing them in nations all over the earth, helping pastors to understand how to teach this. Yeah. If someone is listening and they're thinking, where, where do I start? I want, I want that. What do, what do they do? It starts with prayer. And you're not ever going to pray in tongues until you open your mouth. Mm. <laughs> Let be, don't be afraid of letting it sound don't be whatever. Afraid. You say, well, I, I, I want to do it alone. That's fine. I, I don't do this for show anyway. Yeah. This is not for show. This is for my own daily devotions. We're getting ready to do this podcast, and you had something to do with a microphone, and you, you ran out to your car to get something. I'm mm -hmm. sitting over here just quietly praying in tongues, and the Lord reminded me, as I began to pray in English, it reminded me of the invitations I just got. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Here's a practical example. You came back in, you're fixing your microphone for yeah. this, and, and, uh, and all of a sudden I started saying, Nick, I, I had this experience uh, in, mm -hmm. in Saudi right. Arabia. I had this experience in Pakistan, and I just got this invitation. Well, that idea came to me after I'd prayed in tongues. Yeah. I was not thinking about that today. Yeah. No, that, that idea didn't come to me until I prayed in tongues. Yeah. Then God showed me what he wanted me to do on this podcast. It is the most practical way to pray. Right. It is a practical way, even though it sounds sometimes it's like it's not practical. practical. And when you understand how practical it is and you're going to get benefit out of it, you're going to want to do it. What would you say the, the benefits are? Well, the, knowing what to do. Hmm. So many times in my life, I don't have a clue what to do. Yeah. I'm a human being. I'm not that smart. I've got to have supernatural information and the Holy Spirit has it. Yeah. And the, the most interesting thing is the world can't do it. I don't care how much money you got. I don't care what position you got. I don't care what, what political arena you're in. If you're not a Christian, you can't do this. Yeah. Only born again believers because the Holy Spirit only comes in those who have given their hearts to Christ. Yeah. And I, I mean, I wholeheartedly agree. And it's I think a secret it's weapon. It is. And it has been for me. I, I think in, you know, modern day church, what do you think it is that keeps pastors from teaching about it? People they think from, it's weird. Yeah. Because, because it could come across. I mean, do you understand? You, you sure. agree that it could come across that but way. That's why it's not something that I do in public. Very, if, if I do it in public, it's in a session where I'm trying to teach someone how to do it. Oh, uh, Yeah. But it's not something that you just learn. It's something that just bubbles up. I, I, I'll guarantee you. Virtually every one of you listening to the sound of my voice today, those of you who have accepted Christ as your Savior, can remember that moment when you said yes to Jesus. I'll bet you anything, you felt something bubbling up inside of you that moment. Now, that's what happened to me. I was 19. I gave my heart to Christ. I felt that bubbling. I didn't know what to do. But I came into a prayer meeting that night, a 
prayer meeting that I had dodged like crazy in my dormitory room. I didn't want to go in where those young men were praying in tongues. I knew what they were doing. I didn't want any part of it. But, but that day I'd given my heart to Christ. Suddenly I wanted that experience. And I went into that prayer room and they helped me. And I, I said, I don't know how to do this. They said, we'll help you. They said, start with us. I said, well, now, wait a minute. I'm not going to parrot you. Right. I'm not going to mimic right. you. I'm not going to try to say what you say. They said, no, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let us prime your pump. Hmm. Now that may sound strange to somebody, but you see, I was raised on a farm. Yeah. And we had an old water pump and we kept a little jug of water by it. And we had to prime that pump in order to get water to come up. And I knew what they're talking about. Mm. They said, start with us and God will take you into your own language. Mm. And Nick, the first few syllables came out as like mumbo jumbo, some yeah. kind of weird thing that I, I couldn't understand it. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm speaking mysteries to God. I don't know what I'm saying. But then I stopped and I began to pray in English and suddenly thoughts and words came into my mind that I knew did not come out of my mind. Mm. And I said them out loud and I said, oh my goodness, where did that come from? Yeah. And I began to study the Bible and the more I did it, the more fluency I got. The, no, the more you practice something, the more you're able to do it right. in your life. You know, the more you exercise a muscle, the easier it is to use the muscle and the more strength you have in the muscle. Yeah. The first couple of times I did it, it didn't make any sense to me. But when I would stop and interpret back in English of what I, what I felt in my spirit, it was amazing. And God shows me so many things uh, because when I pray just in my own language, I oftentimes hit a brick wall. Yeah. And I don't know, I don't know what to pray for. I don't know how to pray. You know, sometimes it just seems like it, it, it slams you in the face. That's when I pray in tongues. I think a lot when of... We, I'm sorry for interrupting. No, when, you're good. When Lindsay and I lost our firstborn child, when Richard Oral died in my arms in the intensive care unit of the hospital here in Tulsa, I was at a loss. I was devastated. So was Lindsay. We were wiped out. And the words in English wouldn't come. But we began to pray in tongues. And we stopped, and as we prayed in English, God gave us words that gave us comfort to help us get through that. Mm. And lo and behold, we had three more children, yeah. Jordan, Olivia, and Chloe. Thank God. And we might not have ever had, had children, any more children, because of the experience we had had. Lindsay had had two or three miscarriages and, and she had had a, uh, an orange size uh, tumor on her ovary. We thought she was going to have to have a hysterectomy. And then she had a full term baby and he died. You know, who would want to have children after that? Right. And yet God has blessed us with three beautiful daughters now, all grown, all loving the Lord with all their hearts. Uh, and it happened because we prayed in tongues. And when God gave us the interpretation, he pulled us through. It seems a lot of people miss out on activating their, you know, prayer language, speaking in tongues because they are waiting for God to take over their tongue. You say, you know, it bubbles up. Is it, you have your part to play, right? I mean, he doesn't take over your tongue. No, no, no. It's under your control. You choose. Paul said, I will, mm. or I determine, mm. I decide, I will pray in the spirit. And I will stop and pray in my own language. Mm. With me, it started small. Just a few syllables that sounded like some kind of mumbo jumbo. But when I stopped and began a few words in English, suddenly my mind expanded. Suddenly my mind was, we might say, watered. Yeah. Uh, and my mind began to flourish. And suddenly ideas and thoughts began to come to me that I knew had to be from God because they certainly didn't come from me. 
And to the person that may be sitting there in their car, listening to this in their office, and they yield to that bubbling, so to speak, and they're at, they're sitting there right now asking themselves the question, did I get it? Was that me? Was is it, is that it? What do you say to them? Well, it's not something you get. It's something you already have. Mm. <laughs> He's already inside you. Just start. Now, I'm not doing that as a display. I'm doing that because I'm teaching on it today. And that's something that I can do anytime, night or day. I don't do it in public very often. Primarily, it's only in my daily devotions. I woke up this morning laying in bed, quietly praying in tongues. Nobody heard me. As I said, when Nick went to the car a few minutes ago to get something else for the microphone for this podcast, I was just quietly praying in tongues when God gave me this idea. We weren't planning on talking about this today, but it just seemed to fit. Yeah. Uh, and I do this many times throughout the day. I don't do it for show. I do it because I need help. And you can do this. The first time you begin to say it, you may just get a, a few unintelligible syllables. It may make no sense to you. But when you do that, then stop and wait a moment. And God will give you a thought or an idea and say it out loud. And you'll begin to shock yourself what will come out of your mouth. And the more you try it, the more you do it, the more interpretation you'll get. And you'll get to where you can do it at any time, night or day. And that's what... That's what I've been doing for many, many years. As I said, I don't usually advertise it. Yeah, I don't do it to, to show off. I don't stand on a corner and do it. I don't stand up on television and do it. I do it usually privately. Nobody knows that I'm doing it. Before I go into a service, before I go to bed at night, when I awaken in the morning, oftentimes middle, middle of the day, before I go into a business meeting, before I do a television program, before I do anything, before I get in my car. Yeah. And oftentimes when I drive my car, when nobody's in my car, I pray out tongues out loud and then stop and pray in my own language. And I get understanding, I get ideas, and I get new, innovative ways of doing things like never before. That's powerful. Before I wrap up, would you like to pray? Say anything else before we go? Yes, Father, in the authority of Jesus' name, I pray that everyone hearing my voice today would have a tremendous experience with the Holy Spirit who is in them. And they would understand it is not experience an experience that they have to go looking for. The experience is in them waiting to explode with their obedience. I pray that over you today. And I pray that the Holy Spirit would be so real to you and would reveal, as you pray back in your own language, would reveal ideas and insights and new directions for your life. I pray this in faith in Jesus' name. And I urge you, study 1 Corinthians 14. Study what the Apostle Paul taught about it and experience it for yourself in Jesus' name. Remember, if you need special prayer, you can contact me through the Abundant Life Prayer Group at 918-495-7777, or you can go online, richardroberts.org slash prayer. If you have questions or things you'd like me to deal with on this podcast, go to ask at richardroberts.org. That's ask at richardroberts.org. God bless you. I'll see you next time. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Expect a Miracle with Richard Roberts. Please share with your friends on social media and help spread the healing, saving good news of Jesus with others. 